Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who know that they have more options than just to fight or flight. They can also record. Okay. And this is Jaren. And this is TJ. And yeah, I mean, that's definitely the third option nowadays. Fight, flight. Flight, flight, or record. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I sent you that uh, video. I think, was he like, I think the dude got shot in the head. Like a bullet grazed him. He had blood all over his face. Oh, you talking about the one who was recording himself? Yeah, he was recording himself. No, that was a car accident, bro. He was in a severe car accident with a truck. Oh, okay. With like a with like an eighteen wheeler. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't. And he was crawling. Yeah. He was crawling on the ground, blood all over him, like trying to get fly in the camera. Like he was looking in the camera, making like kissy faces and shit. <laughs> and he was bleeding out, and he like showed the truck and the damage to his car, but he was recording it. Yeah, and there was another one. Okay, so I didn't send you the one with the dude who actually got hit by a bullet. He said he got okay, hit by AK forty. He said he got hit by AK forty seven round, and it was like grazed his head, and there was like blood all over his face. And of course, before going in to to seek medical attention, he had to get on Facebook Live and let everybody <laughs> know he got shot. He was a rapper, so you know he ain't had no choice. Oh, okay, so the best thing for his career is to document this and right. show the world that he actually got shot with a round from an AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, everybody is just like photojournalists nowadays. You know, like, instead of calling the police, you know, if there's a fight, you know, instead of just sitting there and watching it and enjoying it, everybody has to pull out the camera, hoping to get, you know, big... Instagram cloud or Facebook live cloud or whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, man. Hey, if you get hit with a 7.62 round, man, you got to you gotta record that. You got to let people know that you survived that. Nah, you the modern day pop. No, nah, it's a 5.56. Five, it's a civilian five, round, right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was an AK-47. 7.62, 5.56. It's all the same. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, it's a civilian round. He didn't get hit with the military grade stuff. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I remember um, seeing the Mike Brown stuff unfold. There was a girl who was in her apartment and she was like taping down on the street. And you just could see, like, his body just laying there. And she was just talking about, they just shot him. And she was really doing her photojournalist thing. Um, that just seems to be just everybody's MO nowadays. Because it's the available technology. I mean, just think about when we were kids. We didn't have the video recording opportunity, but if there was a schoolyard fight, everybody circled the fight, right? Everybody wanted to see it. They definitely did. What good is seeing the fight if you can't document it for later so you can see it with your with your <clears throat> other friends? I mean, it's the same reason that you don't go to the... Well, some people do. But it's the same reason a lot of people don't go to the movies alone. It's the same reason people don't go to amusement parks alone. Shit is just much more fun dude, that's, when you have another person to talk about it with. Well, yeah. I mean, but they should be there. Like, that's how legends are made. Now, imagine if somebody had a video camera for that time you got in a fight with Cortez. He flipped you over and you claimed to have landed on your feet. 
I now, swear that is not that is no that's no myth, bro. I wish uh, it was on tape well, so I can see how fly I look. Okay, so maybe you didn't quite land on your feet as clean as like I'm imagining it, it happened. Like I'm imagining it's like some real ninja warrior shit. Like you just landed flat on your feet, right? But it I, might it I, might I not have been as clean and dope looking as I imagine. So Okay. So you being able to tell me how big that fish you caught was, you know, like I could just use my imagination and you can kind of, you know, tell me, you know, whatever small fish. Right. I can kind of embellish. I can kind of embellish it if I if I needed to or maybe my own memories kind of embellishing it a bit. And that's what that's what legends legendary stories are made of, man. You know, we hear about. See. You keep people in check though with the video. We like, man, he hit him with a three piece combo and knocked him out. Well, actually, he hit him fifteen times and he wasn't quite knocked out. He was just kind of stunned a little bit. I mean, it at least keeps the story true. I was like, bah, 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 and it really wasn't that clean. <laughs> you know, he was you were just throwing these wild punches. He was like had your head down and doing the windmill. Right, thing. you wasn't right. You wasn't even looking. <laughs> had your eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying so that's what the video does is it ruins these stories think about all the epic fights we've seen like in high school or whatever you know or say like there was that one joke that me and you were both there to witness you know about the dude who uh, said the one kid like Master Splinter oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, we could have, remember that we could, like we could, it was yesterday we could have had that on video but like you said I remember it like it was yesterday as well we didn't need the video. I want. I kind of want to hear his tone and his voice. I wish I had the video. I want to laugh because that was one of the funniest Jones I've ever heard in my life. It was I, so accurate and so well-timed. And he was going down the line just talking about everybody in line. It was a pretty epic moment. Yeah. It didn't get but anyway, me. I was quiet. Oh, <laughs> no, nah, he didn't get me either. But on the flip side of that, though, there are people recording. Now, this, fern- this photo journalism this uh phono journalism i guess because you have your phone phono 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 journalism it's getting kind of i mean people i think we should understand when's a good time to record and when it's not a good time to record because not all stories are good and they're they're not good to uh i don't know it's kind of hard if you see a car accident mm -hmm. in the street Mm -hmm. there was a car accident by my house last night I mean, literally 15 feet from my house. Like, if the person missed the pole, they might have ran into my house. Okay. Okay. And I didn't think to go record. Like, we were trying to help the guy out because he was just in a car accident. Uh, I didn't see anybody out there recording. People called the police. The ambulances got there. But that's not a time to record. I guess some people might say so I can get evidence or something. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like a good time to record. It seems like you should be helping people out. See, I told that story about that one time when I had to chase the uh, that one car down after that hit and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you drove and chased them down. Yeah, you should have got a video log of I, that one. I could have videoed that, right? But instead, I decided to jump into action and. Make sure that guy didn't be a get vigilante. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here's oh, something here's man. something funny about that. That's actually the first night I met Sarah too. By the way, is it? Yeah, that was a hell of a night, man. Yeah. That that's why you felt like 
uh, Professor X. <laughs> like you just had all. Well, the it was like it was like I went on a date, and I did the car chase, and then I met Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> she she can smell those uh those those heroic pheromones on you. Right. She could just tell that you just got done saving somebody's life. Right. Right. But That's uh, crazy. but yeah, I could have taped. I could have stuck around and and recorded the people stumbling out of the car or whatever. But I didn't feel like there was time for that. Now, what about like a fight? Like, uh, let's say it's a one-on-one fight. Would you would you say that's okay to record? I don't think I will pull out my phone to record, but I will hope somebody out of the group is recording just in case I wanted to reference it again. Okay, so fights so, are not that bad. So you're just a passerby. You're just the, you're just walking in the mall, and there you see a, a, a one-on-one fight about to happen. Again, I understand that you wouldn't want to pull yours out. Well, no, that would be the perfect time to pull yours out, right? Because you're just a random person. It's not like you know people around where you can go reference the video again. Right. Well, no, no, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the one because all I got to do is just, just uh, Google fight at South Coast Plaza. It'll be up on YouTube. But somebody has to, to be people. the one though, because like, or else we wouldn't have like the video of Gucci Mane fighting some fan. Nice yeah, I know. So I'm hoping yeah. somebody does it. It's just not me because I think that that's whack. So I just I just let somebody else be whack, and then I just watch their recording. Now, what about a fight <laughs> where somebody's jumping somebody? Like, so it's five people jumping one person. Should somebody be recording? Now, that? okay, a fight in the mall. I'm really not afraid of that fight because I don't think it can go too crazy. But I've learned at a young age, you don't stand around and watch fights in the street. Okay, you might be a victim in that fight. Right. Somebody's coming around shooting somebody like you don't you don't stick around and watch those fights. So 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 a, a fight where somebody's getting jumped, you wouldn't stick around for that one or would you? No, nope, because if they're getting jumped, it's probably a crowd of people, a group of type. It's probably the type of people that I don't want to be around. Yeah, because anything can happen. And like regular people don't just walk around jumping people. OK, mm-hmm. if you're jumping somebody, you're probably. Yeah, a savage. you're probably not the most. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, well, okay, so that, you're, not, you're not you're not a, you're not a good citizen if you walk around right. jumping people. <laughs> All right. So now it's escalated a bit. So what if it's a big melee, um, like a big eight on eight battle in the street? Do you feel like that should be recorded? Depends on where I'm at, man. So like, if I'm in South Coast Plaza, where I feel like I'm I'm pretty safe. Then maybe because maybe I'm capturing something, maybe some some workers got into it with some customers and I feel safe, then fine. A eight on eight street melee or a melee at a bar or a lounge or dude, I'm getting the hell out of there. I don't I don't wanna know what's gonna happen next. Okay. So actually It's I was... always the innocent bystander that gets shot, by the way. Okay. Listeners. It's always the ones standing around not doing nothing. <clears throat> Those are the ones who get shot, not the people who are in the altercation. So I was actually in this situation recently. I don't know if I told you this story, actually. <laughs> See, this is what I hate about the podcast, because we don't even talk no more, for right. real. Like, stuff happens, and then it's like two months later, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I talked to you about it. And this is crazy that I didn't tell you this, right? Because this was like a month ago, I'm thinking. So... Um, we had pulled up. I was at Sarah. I went to was going to Sarah's house, and we pulled up, and we get out the car, and we hear like two, like two girls or like a girl and a group of girls walking up the street, and they kind of yelling and cussing, 
and you can. It's tell. hard not to stick around for a girl fight, though. Right. It's hard to walk right. away from that. And you could tell that you know somebody just got into it or something, and it's like you know it's our neighbors. We've always seen them, and they always just kind of being ratchet over there. So, just kind of stuck around to see what's going to happen. And they were like, "On my, uh, on my baby, I'm gonna do this, that, and this, and that." And so anyway, they went in the house. We went in the house. And then uh, maybe almost about, almost an hour later, I could hear those sounds. You know the sounds, the fight sounds. Yeah. Fuck nigga, motherfucker, bitch, bitch, bitch. You know it was all that. And oh, that's that's the guy fights with. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> all the sound effects. Yeah, and so you can hear the fight sounds. And I mean, I've watched, I mean, probably thousands of World Star videos by this point. So I mean, I know what a fight sounds like. So I'm like, oh, oh, it's like, oh, they out there again. So we went out there, and it had to be like almost 20 people out in the middle of the street. And so here's what, and, and so we go out there. I just kind of stood back on the porch. Sarah gets down on the ground, boots to the ground, and she's uh. Put whips out her phone to videotape, and I mean they all start banging, and so here's my thought about it: if somebody was going to get shot, it would have been happened. Like those people just didn't seem like the type to to be shooting. First of all, maybe the heat didn't get there yet. Maybe the heat arrived late. You know how I mean, you order a pizza; it's supposed to be there in thirty minutes. Yeah, and like you ready to eat doesn't get there to forty two minutes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe the heat arrives late. Yeah, but that fight it just didn't seem like it was gonna be that type of fight because um, half of them. I mean, like it was mostly girls. They did whip out. Somebody did whip out like a, a some type of weapon of some sort, but um, like a like a stick or something. <laughs> but half of them were girls. It was it was some dudes who were fighting in there too. But they were, um, I mean, not that they this, this makes them untough or anything. But they were gay dudes, so they was fighting girls too. And oh wow! I don't know if that's a fair fight, by the way. Like gay uh, dudes fighting girls, that's not a fair fight. Yeah, was, these wasn't like skinny gay dudes. These dudes got some. They had some weight and height on them, so. Yeah, that's not cool, man. But I've seen them all before, and they all—I mean, like they're not like super tough dudes or nothing, by any means. So don't matter. They're still bigger and stronger and faster. Uh, some of them girls cool, are bigger. Man. <laughs> some of them girls are bigger than them. <laughs> or maybe they wasn't girls. I don't know. But but anyway, I just knew nobody's gonna pull no guns out. The Draco wasn't gonna make a. <laughs> you don't need <laughs> the Draco. All you need is a deuce, deuce, one shot. And you know what? Innocent bystander gone. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> well, at any rate, I don't know if I'd have stuck around. At any that. rate, somebody somebody fell down and they got kind of kind of got stumped out. Uh, and the police were called and nothing really happened. Um, nobody got you know severely injured. But you know, so you Sarah, have this Sarah got video. On video. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do with that video now? She put it on Snapchat. Oh, okay. And that was it. I don't think she went for the world star fame because it really wasn't that good quality of a video. It was dark. So and she she and it wasn't no get, knockout, right? It wasn't, it wasn't it was no good no stuff happening. I mean, they, like I said, they got stumped, somebody got stumped out. One of them girls got stumped out, but and uh, the police came and you know it was in the chopper came and everything. So like I said, it was twenty people. <laughs> you know, it was like that's not that's not even a, an exaggeration. 
That's an estimation. See, I think that's what it is for me. That's what it is for me is that what can you do with the video? If the video can be useful, so like you can bring somebody to justice or something, fine. I'm with it. There was a car crash, a guy, it was a hit and run. If I can video, like if I just happen to have the video to get the license plate that tried to take off, then I'm cool with that kind of video. No, you just, put, you just put you just put on I, I would, I would actually take that video. I would take that video. I would pull out my camera for that. You just put on you just put it on World Star or Facebook and just hope for as many likes as you can get. That's all it is. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. But the good news of it is is that I mean, we have everybody's a journalist now. Everybody is by default. If you have a camera phone, you can be a journalist and you can capture video at any time. Yeah, anytime, and yeah. And you can broadcast to your small community called your Facebook friends. You can actually go live, like like the news channels and stuff. You know, it's like a big deal when they're recording live. You can go no, live. No, no, no. Like the when they interrupt. Of, yeah. 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 When yeah. they interrupt. Exactly. <laughs> they got a break in. You know, you know, they come up with the news and CBS live, you know, breaking news. Your breaking right. news is your Facebook live video. Yeah, so everybody your small gets an community alert. Of friends. <laughs> they get they get yeah. an alert and everything, letting you know that Jaren just went live. And I go, oh, it's a fight. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> but not all of those are good, man. Not no. all of those are good alerts. No, because no. apparently on Facebook, the wife was alerted that there was a video out there of a car accident. A car accident where somebody got severely, severely hurt. And somebody was, like, documenting live, like, from the trash can or something. I right. don't know where they were right. documenting from. But uh, they were just sitting there recording and taking the video. And it was like, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. And then the person who posted it was like, y'all better check and make sure y'all peoples are okay. Yeah. And it's like, well... I don't want to. This ain't the way that I want to see if something's wrong with my people, though. You know, I don't know. Should there be some etiquette there, recording live? I know some of our listeners don't experience this at all because their friends don't do this kind of thing. But then there are other listeners that we have who know exactly what I'm talking about. Anytime that something goes down, a phone is whipped out and they have live recording about it, and they can see it—the good, the bad, and the ugly. Should there be some etiquette? of some sort should we have some unwritten rules in short i would have to say no um and this is why and i'm coming and this is just speaking from the perspective of i was like actually a photojournalist like with press credentials and everything okay and so i know if there's something happening if I was in a situation where the shit was going down, I need to be photographing this because I need to document this for, you know, my employer or just for the sake of, you know, having. But your credentials, you turn those in. So now what? Yeah. you're a regular person now. Yeah. So do you still live by that same credo? So. It, it, and so, OK, so I was speaking from the perspective of a photojournalist. Yep. So in this now situation, you're a regular guy. You're just Jaren from the Corporate Streets podcast. I would say there should be 
some 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 etiquette here. So in the case of a person um, fighting, right, you often see fights where it's not even a fight. It's more of like a bullying situation. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's ninety percent of world star. By the yeah. Way. So you know it's a guy, it's a it's a girl, and it's a group of girls. They following a the girl, and some girl gets sharkeyed. That's not cool. You shouldn't be videoing that. If that girl didn't want to fight, you should be there actively, you know, trying to to get the situation broken up. I don't think that's cool. Um, something like, man, it's kind of tough for me. Like the Mike Brown thing, like I told you about earlier. It was hard to watch, and I wasn't really sure what I was watching. Uh, you know what? That I think you need to you need to video that though, because that's an important thing when the um, the so called protectors, the people that we pay to protect, right, have a situation that just doesn't look right, or I think look the, like yeah. it's about to go down yeah, in the that. middle of the street. I'm with that. You got you got to make sure that there's some extra evidence. Cause I'm with know, that. Yeah, especially in our community, we know that it's not always the way that it's reported. Because maybe, it maybe, like it's maybe they move some evidence. You might catch that. You know, any little thing. If he if he moves his truck, you know, a police officer moves his truck or something. You know, that could have made things different. You know, as far as the the case goes. So yeah, I would say that is that is a good time to actually record, even you know if what? even as the aftermath. You know, I I think I, I think this is. This conversation just changed my perspective. I was thinking that you shouldn't be whipping out. But with just what we just talked about right now, you don't know when that's going to happen. So you kind of just need to whip your camera out every single time. Because, yeah, because I did see another uh, police chase video where in St. Louis where the cop actually went in. They, They shot the guy and he went in and grabbed a gun from the back of his truck to plant on the guy that they shot. Wow. Wow. So, so good thing there was multiple videos of that happening. Um, and then you saw that in, in real time? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't like on Facebook Live, it, but it was on the, like, they had like the dash cam of the video of the uh, police chase. And there was even like a backseat cam for that police car. And that's why, you know, we was able to see him go in and grab the gun, which. How did he know? Wow, did he why forget did he, he yeah. was recording? Yeah, like, I don't know why he, why he thought that wouldn't be on there. Um, yeah. And so, but in this case of this video where where you just said that your wife saw um, with this car accident thing. So, there really wasn't anything that, first of all, the girl who was recording, like, she looked really good. At least the video I saw. She was pretty dope. So, shout uh-huh. out to her. But, uh, so she gets out. And she starts recording this uh, video. The police are already on the scene. The police have gotten to the point. Oh, well, let me set this up a bit. So there was a there was this hit and run on a street called Natural Bridge here in St. Louis. Uh, speed limit might be like about 40, 45 um, on Natural Bridge. A pretty uh, popular street, four lanes. Uh, but it's a it's a main street. It pretty much takes you from one end of this. It takes you from the airport all the way down deep into to the city, the, to the city, almost downtown. Yeah, yep. And so it almost take you from the airport to downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's it's a it's a major street. But so, so a lady was crossing the street, and a car reportedly 
comes down Natural Bridge, again, 40, 45 mile per hour street with plenty of traffic lights and stuff. He comes blowing through it at an estimated 100 miles per hour. He, well, I won't go to the gruesome details, but he hit this lady. She got like dismembered and stuff. And um, so that was the situation. So the girls recording the, the girls recording a video and she is able to see like these sheets on the ground. They were like, that's where all of her different body parts are. And so at that point, I cut it off because I knew that's what this was supposed to be about. I didn't even wait to see her video, the sheets. But um, I don't feel like that was really necessary. Like her posting that video, like I don't see the point of her showing that. Like, it's not like it's bringing awareness to don't go 100 miles per hour down Natural Bridge. You know, it wasn't a situation like a crime scene in the sense that... uh the police, you know, it wasn't like the police versus an unarmed citizen or something. It was. But uh, I, th- I think it just brings it to the point, though, that you never know when you need to record because it might be that something got lost, something got tampered with something. I mean, but that's not a, this isn't a tampering situation, though. This isn't like the police served a search warrant and they shot somebody. You know, but it's hard to make that decision before you really know what the situation is. So, well, she knew you know the, she now knew, that she it, knew was, it was a hidden. She knew it was a hidden run. She was she was narrating, uh, commentating. Yeah, the whole yeah, time. yep, yep. She knew it was a hidden run, but she don't know to what degree the hidden run was. I mean, I guess since we just talked about, it's good to be the backup person that you might catch something on video that might have gotten lost or might not be around. I think that's the benefit of everybody being able to be the camera person, the journalist, because just think about all the stuff that the news and such doesn't cover. Yeah. And they try to tell you that it's one way, but because we have Twitter, we have Facebook, Facebook Live, Instagram, Instagram Live, you can be right in the scene and really tell what it is to bring awareness to your little community of friends. Again, I agree with that, but I feel like it's conditional, and I don't feel like this particular situation met those conditions. Like, like the news, like this girl, again, she told the whole story about how there was this lady was all over the street. Um, The news, they just said the police said the lady was dead on arrival. I'm like, okay. no shit. Like, <laughs> but the news, you know, they, they, they wouldn't give you all those details. So we wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for this Facebook live uh, girl. However, did we need to know that? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure why we need to know that other than, but, but with me knowing that, like I had like a very like emotional reaction to it. Like I really hated this guy, whoever hit this woman. Right. Because you always see it, you know, somebody's speeding crazy and there's nothing she could do because nobody expects to be walking across the street. You walk across every single day and somebody comes through at a hundred miles per hour. And by that time, once once you realize it, by the time you pause to be in shock to see, to calculate with your mind how fast that is, you can't move. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that really made me mad that this dude did that. Because, again, you see it all the time in the city. And, And thankfully, they found this car and they found a guy. They found the suspect is what they said. It's a 21 year old man. 
And so, so how do you, uh, or not you, but how did they know what the car looked like? I don't know if like the, like a, I think um, a guy, I know they said like a gas station guy, um, attendant or whatever, he said he saw the car. You know, I'm sure there were witnesses who saw this car. Yeah. Um, you know, who were able to describe, you know, this Buick or whatever it was, you know, I'm sure it was something like that. Yeah. Gee whiz, man. That's, that's a terrible story. So, and so people, you know, I guess my other concern is, you know, the, um, the family of this lady, you know, they're, they they might get on Facebook and they're going to be seeing this stuff on their timeline. You know, I guess it's their choice to click it or not. I'm about to say they do have the option to not watch it though. Once they see that it's going that way, then they have the option to not pay attention to it anymore they you, do have that at least but you don't want to be reminded i mean i guess it's not necessarily being reminded either because i mean it just happened but do you feel like there should be i mean i know we this, we, we we asked this question is should there be some type of etiquette should should people feel sensitive to that to the to the family you know what you know what people should feel sensitive to it but are they no because it's not them right when people when other people get hurt or when other people are sick Sometimes it's not easy to have sympathy or empathy for the person because it's not you. I mean, it you must for you to have sympathy or empathy for somebody else, you must either care about people a lot or you care about the person you have sympathy or empathy for. Yeah. Uh, but if it if 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 this person has no relation to you and you're just not a carer of people like that, there are there are no ties, and you're not even gonna think about that. It's not a big deal to you, right? Oh, I just remembered like there was that one video that we talked about a bit on a show about the girl who um, got pulled over by the police, and later ended up having a shootout with the police. Yep, yep. Um, she basically, I mean, incriminated herself in that video. Oh yeah, you know? with the way that she was. With the way she was talking, you know, but she wasn't. It looked like she wasn't trying to capture anything other than her experience. And in that, you're not thinking about whether you're incriminating yourself or not. You're just trying to capture your experience or the way that you talk, the way that you spoke, the way that they talk, the way that they spoke. Right. Or so. um, with the Philando Castile, he's the one that got shot up north, uh, like in Minnesota or whatever. And the uh, the kid who used to who I used to play with around the corner or whatever. Yep. And he got shot, and his girlfriend documented that whole situation. I think that was. I think that might have been the right time to do that. See, but that's the thing. So under underneath what it seems like, it, it seemed it seemed odd about, at first. Underneath underneath what what we would say your logic is about when to record. What about his family? Maybe they don't want to see him, like because he died. Those right were on his camera. last moments. Yeah, it, yeah. Her, his last moments were documented. But you know, it was good for the the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you said. Like, I, like I feel like it's it's different when it's when it's coming to like some type of police brutality situation or whatever. See, you like, don't know if it's going to get to that until you start recording. You don't know until the end. So, like, if you stand there and like, mm, I don't think I should be recording this, and then something pops off, you're like, oh, man, I should have recorded. It's too late. 
So you just got to pull a camera out. Anytime. Well, when you get when you get pulled over, yeah. Just go ahead and start recording, I guess. Yeah, you just you just go ahead and start recording it. I feel like in those and situations. Then, and then that lady's like video, that lady's video that you're talking about that you said where the where the woman got hit and she was yeah. dismembered and the girl went recording. Yeah. You know what? Maybe that recording might be able to be used in a courtroom to get that man 150 years like he deserves. But the police so are already documenting that, that, though. I mean, it, it's... it's no, it, the, police, the police aren't documenting it from a civilian point of view. They're like, oh, yes. Uh, I mean, they're talking technical terms. Well, they're I mean, there, without emotion. there would be people taking pictures and, and saying, you know, where, you know, the proximate, you know, where the body was, and, you know, the different parts and all the... All the yeah. But that I don't I don't know if that picture just like you were talking about that emotion that it gave you from watching just as you didn't even watch the whole video. No, I only watched. I I may have watched a minute. So that minute of the video gave you the emotion, right? That can be the same in that courtroom. Those those pictures might not have done the same thing. Like the pictures that they take with the mm-hmm. little uh, with the little stands with numbers on them because yeah. there's evidence and such yeah. Yeah. that might not do the same thing versus a young lady coming downstairs and going to each member you know of this lady's body that's covered with sheets and whatever she was saying you know uh, maybe that might help build the emotion and get that man the hundred years he deserved. Man, this is one of those situations where I'm not even sure a hundred years is bad enough. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I really want bad things to happen to that guy. <laughs> dude, Seriously, man. dude. I, I don't know, man. Just something about that. Just really just that negligence and just complete disrespect for life. And then he hits this lady and he keeps going. It's just, I don't know, man. Something about that yeah. just didn't seem for Well, he's 21. He's young and dumb. Maybe he, he Maybe he was drinking, potentially. Maybe he wasn't. Oh, it's broad daylight too, by the way. This was eleven o'clock in the day. Eleven o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Bright sunny day. Yeah. So that's odd in itself. Why would you be going that fast at eleven in the morning? I don't know. Maybe two in the morning where you think there's nobody on the road. But that's crazy in itself, just the blatant disregard for there's no way I'm going 50 miles over the speed limit on the main road because a cop is going to be hanging out somewhere. I mean, he's already running through lights at 100 miles per hour. You're not stopping at lights or anything at that point. You know, so he uh, I don't know what he was on, man, but I just want that woman. She she didn't she didn't have a chance, man. Because like you said, a light turns red. There's no way that he's going to stop at that light. No. No. He might flip himself over hitting the brakes so hard. So, anyway. That's sad, man. And prayers to that family who just lost that, that family member. Because that that's a sucky way to go. Seriously. Yeah, man. Fight, fight, flight, or record. So, so. there's no easy way to... Go to the next topic But we're going So we'll talk about something a little bit brighter We'll talk about weddings It's wedding season bro Like the springtime is coming Summertime's coming Yeah, People about to start getting married all crazy I have two friends actually One is getting married in April And then another one is getting married in July Okay Luckily I was invited to both of those <laughs> You like You like going to weddings? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, uh, there's. Oh, actually, 
actually my sister's getting married too in May. And okay. uh so I got three weddings to go to. Um prior to that, I had only been to two weddings. I had only been to two weddings prior to that. Okay. I've only been to, to to yours and uh and and my wife's sister. I wasn't even thinking about mine. I was <laughs> I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, mine and my wife's sister. Those are the only two I had been to. But uh and then I, I obviously attended mine. So I guess I've been to three. One of them I was actually in. Right. <laughs> so but, Yeah, I've been to about um a couple couple hundred probably. <laughs> oh yeah, because you were a photographer for weddings. Yeah, yeah. So Alright. You got any you got any good fight stories at weddings that you should have whipped out your camera? A fight story? Um I mean things have gotten heated maybe once. I wasn't actually around for that part. But I would have definitely taken pictures of it. <laughs> your job thing. was to was yeah, your job was to document the day, right? It's the same thing. I got this one picture of this kid like sticking his finger in the cake and licking it. You think I was about to stop him? Hell no. That's that's a photographer's dream to catch a picture like that. So, nah, I just documented that. Okay. But and so he stuck his finger in the cake when people weren't ready to even be around the cake, like it wasn't cake time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good moment. They good hadn't even cut the part. cake. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good part. That was a good job on your part. Luckily, it was their own kid. So. Right. It wasn't nobody else's kid ruining the cake. Right. But, man, I got um, invited. Well, no. <laughs> I, I had a, I have a story about this wedding, and I didn't get invited to it actually. Okay. Um, so I got a coworker who was, you know, I've known him probably about fifteen years. <coughs> Excuse me. And he got well. He was always just like a bachelor. He was in these streets, you know, for for a man that's been married for all the, you know as long as I was you know it was like oh man that's cool I get to live vicariously through this guy because he's out here knocking down everything oh and, okay and then um, once I wasn't um, married anymore you know I was talking to him he was like yeah man I'm about to go ahead and propose to my girl I'm like what like like this is supposed to be our time now <laughs> you know and right right and, and he's he's, he's like, like yo you came late to the party bro right. I've, I've been partying for six hours already the night's over right and so and so he you know that 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 was pretty much the end of that he told me that and i you know we never really talked about it again and then fast forward uh, maybe about five months or so um i asked him like hey you know whatever happened to proposing to your girl i know you was talking about doing that whatever happened to that He's like, oh man, uh, yeah, we actually, uh, we actually went ahead and got married. We did the, the the courtroom thing, and we already married. And he showed me his ring, and I'm like, what? And <laughs> I felt some kind of way because I don't know if I feel like he should have told me. This is not like we were very close friends or anything, but. I was happy for him. Certainly. I was like, Oh man, that's good. But I would have like gotten him a gift or something. I feel like he should have told me because I, I feel like he stole that opportunity for me to show 
how happy I was for him. All right. So wait. First thing is you've been to over a hundred weddings. Do you like weddings? Do you like going to weddings? No. I'm. Uh, hold on. Is no, not necessarily. I mean, they're okay. I mean, especially when I get to go there and get free food and stuff. But it, it wasn't. <laughs> it's not really about me being invited. I would have liked to been told though. You know what I'm saying? So Why I would've... you gotta know? Why so I can get him a gift and, and give him pro- improper congratulations. Well, there you go. He didn't want all that shine. What if he didn't want all that shine? And he didn't. You know, he was keeping it on low. And I understand that to a degree. But I feel like, well, first of all, after he told me, I still kind of wanted to get him something. I had kind of asked around to people like, what do you think? Should I get him something still? And I ultimately just said no. But, like, I wanted to get him, like, a crock pot or something. Like, it's like something good. It would have been a good crock pot, too. Right, right. Get him something that's of the married life. You yeah. wouldn't have got him a box of condoms or nothing, because, no. obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. all right. So, you felt some kind of way because you felt like he stole the opportunity for you to to show how great of a gift giver you can be in a situation no, not opportunity not opportunity to show how great of a gift giver I am <laughs> but <laughs> the opportunity sound like I'm just no opportunity to show him that I'm really happy for him in uh, his you new told him. in his new life you told him you got no, the chance to tell him I, I wanted it's to it's not show like he that, got though. married and then left the country or something and you ain't get a chance to tell him how happy you was you told him i wanted to show it though right, like i said man. i've known him a long time i mean again we're not best friends or anything but i'm happy for the guy we we work right next to each other yeah that that just goes to show you where you are on his list <laughs> yeah and, and so, and so, and so the good thing is are. it's not like he had like a big deal he just said there's just a few people i mean i've shot weddings where it was just the groom and two witnesses. Okay, because that's the, that's the minimum requirement, yeah. right? Yeah, I've done the that. Man, the I've woman, done that a few times, uh, and a witness for each, right? Yeah, I've done that at least a dozen times. So, I get it. You know, I get that that happens, but I don't know, man. I just really wanted to. I don't know. So, should there be some type of etiquette for that? I would say, like the two the two coworkers that are getting married. I consider us to be pretty cool and I'm thankful that they did invite because it's like, man, I want to be able to share that happiness with you. I'm with you on that. I understand you want to show how happy you are for the individual. When I got married, I actually didn't extend the invite to anybody at work. Um, They knew that I was getting married. It wasn't like I got engaged and got married in the next month, kind of how your homeboy got married. But I mean, we had a year engagement, and then when it came around, we got married in Las Vegas at the Wynn Hotel. It's a pretty nice hotel in Vegas. It wasn't like the Little Chapel or whatever. Yeah, I was there. But uh, (laughs) I'm talking to the listeners, not you, fool. Uh, So anyway, I didn't think to... Now, I'm older now. I would definitely do it differently now. But at the time, I didn't think about inviting anybody from work. It's like, man, we're driving about four hours away. You know, who wants to make that drive for me? It's not that big of a deal. So I didn't invite anybody. But when I got back, they knew that I was leaving to go get married. They didn't say anything then. But when I got back, they hit me with the wow. You couldn't 
you didn't want me to go, huh? Oh, so I, I couldn't get the invite? I was like, oh, well, man, I, I didn't even think that I didn't want to take you out of your way for, you know, four hours or nothing. So, so, so I, did it, I did it the wrong way. I did it wrong. So here's the, here's the thing. It's not necessarily about an invite. It's more about an announcement. Or because I've seen people do that where they might have. Um, oh, let me get back up a little bit. So those people who have had the small weddings. Uh, I would say about 80% of them came back around and had like a larger celebration where they invited everybody. Right. But for whatever reason, and it's normally like some type of insurance thing or they trying to get their babies off or whatever they're trying to do. They normally have a reason to get married so fast or and, and to have that small situation. But they normally come back and have like a big scale wedding where they invite everybody. Um, So... It's not necessarily, and, and then I've been to a lot of weddings where people are invited to the ceremony and not to the uh, reception. You know, I think that's okay. a good way to do it, when, especially when you're having a ceremony in a big place. But I don't expect I don't expect to be invited to everything because a lot of the times you might not ha- you might have limited space. So like your wedding at the wind, well, that was a, a, a finite uh, amount of seating. Yep. You know, it might have that room might have only been able to hold 40 people or whatever. I can't recall exactly how big it was, but it wasn't that big. Right. So you can just let the invitations fly. And then even the reception, uh, again, a finite amount of people can only be in there. So you couldn't just right. let the invitations fly so, like that. So we, we and plan, it was packed we too. for a smaller. Yeah, we planned for a smaller wedding. You feel you so feel those you feel the, the seating that was there. Especially in my situation, I, we wanted to do something like in like Newport Beach, like get a get a yacht or something like a boat that we would rent for a certain amount of time because it's about the same as going to get any chapel. Right. Yep. It, I thought it'd be nice. And when we told the family, they were talking about how they didn't have the money to come to California and we had put a deposit down and everything. And when we realized that we weren't going to get the 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 showing that we needed, we weren't going to get the attendance that we wanted to have. Right. It was like, well, why even do this? Fine. You know what? Let's just have a really nice one in Vegas. We'll set it out to be small and whoever makes it can make it. And do you know when we said, oh, you know what? We're going to go to Vegas. Go to set. Vegas. Everybody. Yeah. They were like, oh, you going to Vegas? Oh, sure. We'll be there. And it's like, man, that's whack. I think I think the uh, the actual yacht ride would have been so much doper. But they didn't want to. They didn't want to partake in that. But Vegas, but actually, Vegas, they know they got more entertainment to do. You know, and actually, it worked out for us going to Vegas because since it's Vegas, people can go out and do their own thing. They can gamble. They can go to shows. They can walk the strip. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to babysit and also entertain like, or nothing. Entertain yeah. exactly. So it worked out for the best. But we planned for a small number because we had already gotten, we had gotten uh, abused. <laughs> financially when we lost that deposit the first go around when people said that they weren't going to be able to make it all the family members that we wanted to come yeah so i I feel like just the announcement would be enough um just to let people know or whatever uh and then again then they can go and decide if they're going to give you something like you never know where a good gift is going to come from i got like a really good gift from a friend you know he was just a car guy and we were we were pretty cool. We've had some some we've known each other for a few years by that point. Dude surprised me and gave me a whole uh um air compressor. 
You know, like to fill up oh, the tires sweet. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. I actually want one of those. And that was like, and that's a gift I still use to this day. You know what I'm saying? So you never know. And then like, I got like a crock a crock pot. I think a crock pot is a dope gift. I got a crock pot that lasted ten years. You know, so. So basically, you're saying people out there. Do not shut down your opportunities for blessings when you engage in your wedding, yeah. your, your nuptials. If you, if you don't let people know that you're going to get married, you're definitely cheating yourself out of gifts. Because most people understand that it's about you and your, your new... Uh, Boo. Your spouse. There you go. Because, yeah, it could be your man or your woman. So your spouse, they know it's about you and your spouse. So no, give not them your the, spouse, they, they your won't, boo. Or no, but you're married now. They're not just a boo no more. You still call them boo. Your bae. No, you 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 do that for people you ain't married with. You don't call your wife your bae. This is you and your wifey and hubby. No, but wifeys are see the the term wifey is for people who aren't really married. <laughs> they pretended to be married. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they just yeah, been, my, they've been stringing you along for the past eight years. You know what I'm saying? You wifey. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm, we ain't go see no judge. We ain't gonna see no pastor. We ain't got no ring. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a professional situationship. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. So you got like the amateur, the amateur yeah. uh, situationship for for the people who you know you not nowhere near being. Nah, you know. y'all are fresh. Yeah, nowhere fresh. near being real. Right. right. But then after the situationship is gone for you know eight years. <laughs> and he's calling you wifey. Yeah, that's my wifey though. <laughs> yeah, man. So ladies, watch out for that wifey shit. It ain't real, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's a professional uh situation. Nah, shit. babe, but but you wifey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean that's it, a prize like that's that's a prize or something your wifey that's better than being girlfriend or baby or boo right so so yeah so even though i'm a guy and i felt some kind of way about this you know because i am a guy that's what i was questioning is like is that really the manly thing i was like fuck that no i wanted to get this dude a gift so you know just 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 let people know I think that's the very least. Just put it on Facebook or something. You don't got to send out a, a, an actual announcement. Just say it. No, nah, but your coworkers ain't on your Facebook. Most people, they like, I'm separating work from what I do in my life. Oh, in this case, so, in this case, I am. You know, you, right, have, you, well, we you have those talking few. About just you, you have we those We talk few. about just you, though. So let's talk about people out there who don't have their coworkers as their Facebook. No, they most people. put announcements? Should they put the announcements around work then? No, I think I think most people, you know, like you got your your running buddy. He's he's also your coworker, right? Yep. Is he your Facebook friend? Uh, I actually do have him. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I mean. Like you have the the close ones that you allow to be your Facebook friend. I'm not about to be Facebook friends with everybody in my department, but I got a certain few who I feel like are cool enough to be Facebook friends with. Okay, so you know that you know that opens that door though. What door? It's like oh oh, you got Jacob as a Facebook friend. Well, hell, you can add me too. No, I right? mean no, it wouldn't happen me? if we're not that cool. I, like me person personally, 
I don't fuck no, with nobody. No, but somebody no comes to you like that, though. Somebody comes to you and be like, yo, Jaren, I, I see you got Jacob on there. Why don't you go ahead and add me on? I know you got a Facebook. Go ahead and add me on. How well, do you tell I mean, people, no, nah, I'm good? They were just saying. How do you tell people that? You just never accept a friend request. But no, but you got to see them at work. Be like, yo, <laughs> I, I requested. Did you did you see it? Is, is it th- like, it's there now. Why don't you go ahead and... Uh, Go ahead and approve it so we can be friends. I want to show you something. And you just give them that blank stare. <laughs> no, but seriously, but seriously, I mean, anybody that I feel that close to, I'm already friends with them. Facebook friends with them. But there's always the weirdo at work that has I would no say, friends. I would say, it sounds like you're talking about a weirdo. You know, somebody who, who's kind <laughs> of like socially awkward. It doesn't really know that y'all ain't really that cool. Ugh. I haven't had that situation yet, so I really no, so couldn't I give had, any advice on I that. I had the situation not on Facebook, but just just uh just for phone contact information. So I got an iPhone, right? And under my name, just for the hell of it, I actually got, you know, my first name, last name, I got my home address, I got my work address, simply because it works good with the uh, Apple Maps. You know, you say you're you you're going to work, it tells you yep. how far you are from work. Yep. Anyway, I got email addresses in there. So my contact information is full. So if I want to send somebody my contact, they have all the information that I want them to have about me. So there's a weird guy at work. He is socially awkward, very, very smart, PhD guy, but he's very socially awkward. He's very socially awkward, yeah. So anyway, he, I mean, we have a good relationship at work. He doesn't have that kind of relationship with most people because, again, he's awkward a bit and people don't like him because he's different. And so I'm able to befriend this guy at work in a work sense. And he's like, hey, TJ. I see you got a you got an iPhone too. That's cool. Why why don't you send me your contact information? So I'm like, oh shit. Okay, okay, sure, I'll do that. So I go to my phone and I'm like erasing home address, work address, <laughs> email. <laughs> I'm erasing all of this shit, right? And he's like, is everything okay? Is it, what's taking so long? I was like, oh, I'm just figuring this thing out. Hold on. Oh, look, I mistyped. Hold on. Let me get this together. What's your number again? And, dude, I went into, like, full erase mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. You, yeah. Sometimes the weird person, the, the socially awkward guy or gal, they want to be friends, man. And how do you handle that? And so here's an easier said than done thing. I mean, I guess you could just say, uh, you know what? I, I really don't deal with, you know, coworkers like that. But then again, he's yes, gonna, you but do. Then again, you but Jacob. then again, he's going to be like, well, I saw you just hang out with uh, Jacob last week. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know. No, you got to let him in now. Now you got to let him in. Or you just give him your information and then start um, um, ghosting on her. <laughs> I actually, I actually, actually, just talked to a girl who I ghosted on last year. Oh, okay. Uh, today, right before the show. <laughs> really? And what did she say to you now that she's been ghosted for like a year? We talked about it. We talked about it, um, and just basically, I was just like, "So wait, yeah. so who brought it up?" Uh, I kind of did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I kind of. What a did. man you are, bro! Like. You took the awkward situation and you brought it. You brought it to the surface. Because she called and we just started talking. It was like normal, you know. And I was kind of like, yeah, you know. I kind of just faded away because of you know I just didn't feel like this was going on. And then I kind of met somebody, and you know that was pretty much my reason for it. 
kind of falling. Oh, how'd she take that? She was cool with it. She's like, I figured, you know, it was something like that. And she she felt like, well, <laughs> she said some shit like, yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way, too, you know, uh, that it wasn't really going nowhere. And like, man, she kept calling me, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, did you go pretend like I don't remember her calling me and texting me? But she's like, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. And I met somebody actually a couple of weeks after that. So. Oh, okay. There you go. She had to save face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I believe she, she did meet somebody. Look desperate. Though. Yeah, I, I do believe she met somebody. But, but yeah. So, it, but fortunately for me, I don't have to see her every day. You got to see this guy, this coworker, every day. So, right. And he's gonna keep asking because he doesn't have any other friends at work anyway. So Yikes. every time he sees you, he drops everything. He's like, "Hey, hi, TJ. How you doing today?" Dude, he's, he might good. he might be listening to this episode. <laughs> he just might. <laughs> he mess around and know that you got a podcast. I didn't tell him. He doesn't work there no more. So oh, okay, unless he's truly stalking me, okay, then he don't know. All right, so let's get to this next thing, man. We've we've been talking about this for a while, um, and it's 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 about eating habits. Yep, you want to eat healthy, bro. Yeah, we getting old. We we're approaching our mid thirties. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Or we are in our mid thirties. Getting older. We're getting older. We're getting older. Yeah. We're, yeah, man, we're, we ain't getting old. Like fifty. Like you know what? By the way, let's address that really quick. Like people, they say, "Oh man!" Like when I'm 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 mid thirties, I'll be thirty five this year, and when I tell people that I have aches and pains that are different from when I was in my twenties. Like, man, I'm getting old. No, you ain't. You're still young, you know, because they're in their 40s and 50s and such. So they try to tell me I'm young. You be around 40 people that's you be around people that's like 40 some years old and people that's older, obviously like, oh, man, you still young. You still got some years. And that's cool. I'm just going to say it like this, though. When you hit 50, I don't care who it is. Don't tell me I'm young. 50 years old is old. Like you've hit it. That's it. Like. Shit is down. Man, you still you, you still you still not like eligible for AARP though. Still old, bro. You just old and you're not eligible yet. That's well, it. In a few years, we're gonna be seeing Jay Z hitting fifty. Let's see if we're gonna feel like he's old. Dude, that means he's old, bro. <clears throat> like he's Let's see. old. Let's see what he's gonna be talking about. Is he still gonna be rapping at fifty? I he don't can see. Still rap. I don't see why not. Yeah, I think his progression has been good. I no, mean, I just mean we just haven't seen a rapper. A old man rapper you know what i'm saying like we've seen old man singers and old woman singers right right you know from the old r&b days there hasn't been a rapper yet that's yeah he's gonna be the first like old rapper that's still relevant and doing well from being a rapper right 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 he's gonna be the first one yeah. there's a lot of people before him a lot of a lot of them got in movies and they're doing okay but i mean we're talking like but half then, of billy hove yeah, right? yeah. i mean He's going to be the first to, to, to do it like that. Right. So back to the food stuff. So you've taken um, a, a life change with your, with your eating, right? Yep, yep. I eat a little different now. Um, I think you even called yourself, what, a pescatarian, right? Yeah, pescatarian. So that means you eat fish and I do uh, eat as, fish. As, your, as your meat source or whatever. That's the only meat you eat. That's the only meat that I eat. And so... Well, it's it's not really considered a meat. Right, right, right. Yeah, I hate when people say that, but okay. 
<laughs> so so what what made you make this make this change? I guess I start there. How how long ago did you go this route? All right, so it's been a little bit over a year. I've been wanting to do it for a while, just doing some reading and some research and seeing the links between meat and cancer. And uh and there's plenty of books and plenty of articles about it. And just the differences. There's a ton of documentaries out there just talking about the differences in meat, like the meat of our parents' days and the meat of our days and how the cows are fed and how the pigs are fed and the meat that they're, or excuse me, the food that they're eating. And if they're not eating healthy, they're damn near close to dying because of what they're being fed. They're getting sick and they're close to getting cancers. And then they die off and we eat that meat. How healthy is it for us to eat like that? Okay. So I said, you know what? I'm going to attempt not eating meat. Number one, just to see if I can do it. And number two, to see if there's any differences in the uh, lifestyle and, and how fit I am and how I feel. So it was a project. Start off as a project. And so, yep. so have you noticed any changes? All right. So first thing that, that I noticed has changed are people. All right. So I noticed that people are very intrigued about me not eating meat because the normal thing to do is just to eat whatever you want mm-hmm. and meat to be included. So they're intrigued and want to know how I feel. And so first things first, I work out and I'm a pretty healthy person. So uh, I didn't feel anything that was life changing. It's not like I'm overweight. It's not like uh, yeah, yeah, my like levels a big weight are, loss or nothing. Yeah, it's not a big weight loss. It's not like I had crazy high cholesterol. It's not like I had high blood pressure. So as far as the effects of me not eating meat, I didn't see a drastic change. I just noticed that I wasn't as tired. Maybe I was going to ask. So it was an energy difference, perhaps. There was a slight energy difference, I noticed, especially like after eating lunch and such. You know, if you eat a big Mexican meal where you got the carnitas, you got the you got the Spanish rice, the guacamole, the the refried beans, like it's it's heavy on you, you know, and right. it'll put you to sleep. Well, I don't eat those type of lunches anymore. So because I'm not eating those lunches and my body's not working so hard to break down what I'm eating. It doesn't make me as tired, so. Hmm. Wait a minute. That's, okay, that's so so again, so again, you just said so your body's not working as hard to break down what you're eating, so you're not as tired. That makes sense. Like that, your body is not having to work so hard, so that's you know less energy being used to break down food. That's a good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So meat, it does take your digestive system a little bit more work, a little bit more energy. The darker to the break meat. down. Yeah. Yeah, to break down that meat. So because of that, it takes a toll on your body. Um, the other thing I notice is that people, and this goes back to people, people get very defensive about you being a vegetarian or you being pescatarian or you being vegan. They totally, so why are you doing it? It's almost like politics or religion in the sense that they won't agree with your answer and your answer will never, ever be good enough. They ask you why they want you to give an explanation and then your reason still isn't good enough because they're well. OK, so I'm, I'm I feel like I'm OK with them asking why, 
because that's a choice it's not still not considered the norm at least not in america you know for a person to be a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever and they're just curious about you know what extremes that you're going through and what are you doing to substitute this and how do you feel and man do you miss it you know i think people are genuinely curious when they ask why they're not trying to be offensive even though it can come off as being that way um now any form of judgment that comes after that i I, I can't ride for that but just the questioning i feel like that's a natural thing to do and i think yeah so the questioning the questioning is good it starts off as questioning and then when you give the reason like ah you know what i just want to eat a little more you know healthy like i'm concerned about where the meat is coming from i'm concerned about how the animals that are eating you know how they're being fed i'm concerned about that and they start then trying to prove you wrong and telling you how bad vegetables are well you need to pay attention to vegetables too because they have growth hormones and you know it's instead of congratulating or being happy for or just accepting that you're going to do something different because you don't have to congratulate a person that's not eating meat but at least accepting it they go on a limb i've noticed people have gone on a limb to either try to prove me wrong or try to get me to see that not eating meat is just as bad as eating meat right well (laughs) i don't understand why they would start trying to be like man you shouldn't do that because of this this and this that's kind of weird but. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just because I live in an area where people are are super liberal and super opinionated, and they have an opinion, so they feel like they gotta give you their opinion and they gotta challenge whatever you're doing. I mean, it's in a nice way, but versus just taking, you know, you're doing something and you gave your, they asked you why and you told them why. And it's just not good enough. They got to give their opinion or they got to try to convince you that you shouldn't do it. So, right. So do you ever allow yourself um, a little uh, holiday or opportunity to cheat or, you know, do you ever do that? I have not. I have not. Do you attend Um, to or? I guess I guess my cheating is the fact that I still eat fish every now and again. Okay. I guess that's my form of cheating it. But as far as beef, chicken, or uh, beef, chicken, or pork, mm-hmm. I haven't eaten it in a year. So although right. I love bacon and I love steak, I haven't tried it. I like chicken too, but I haven't. I haven't eaten it. So and you know what? The main thing that's been able to help me do that is the fact that there's this. That it's it's been said. I've read. I've seen people who were vegetarian and went back to eating meat. That coming back to eating meat when your body's not used to breaking down meat it can be a painful process if you don't ease it in the right way so it's been kind of easy for me because it's like well you know what i don't want to eat that chicken and get sick or i don't want to eat that steak and get sick so i just been away from it yeah and it's hard wonder like so let's say you go to jamaica or something Say Jamaica. I'm going to Jamaica. I was gonna say going like, listen, Jamaica. Jamaica? Yeah. So you going to Jamaica? Yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. Yeah. Bro, so you not gonna eat no no oxtail or or goat? Jerk chicken. Jerk chicken. Uh, you got you got you yeah, got you got to let it go on that for that trip, man. But no, but you say you're gonna be sick though. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Is it worth getting sick? So you know what? So so here we are. So so wait, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. The fact is, is that now that I've done this for a year. 
I've done this experiment. I cut meat cold turkey. I said, all right, I'm not eating meat. Really, I've been wanting to do it for a while, and uh, but I didn't want to be a burden to the wife and ask her to cook two separate meals, make me a separate meal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when she was on board, she was like, hey, I'm thinking about not eating meat. It's like, straight up, perfect. And so it just worked out that way. So and she so doesn't either. She doesn't eat meat either. Gotcha. So now that I've done this, so does that mean? Year, does that mean everybody, the kids, don't either for the most part? Or no, I didn't do that to the kids though. So the kids still eat meat, and this is why. Because when you start going vegetarian or pescatarian or vegan or whatever style, and I'm gonna go over those in a moment to tell what the differences are. But whatever style of you, whatever your eating habits gonna be. You got to know how to supplement the appropriate nutrients. Exactly. So yeah. uh, meat is a source is a protein. is a source of protein yeah. and iron. And if you don't eat meat, you have to supplement in some way. And kids are so fragile. I don't want to play with that right now. Especially so that means, yeah, you got toddlers and stuff. Right. Right. So we can't play that right now. I mean, I'm still learning the proper way to do it. Finding other sources of uh sources of protein and sources of iron they're out there you just have to make the proper food choices or you could just give them flintstone vitamins <laughs> that's not gonna be enough so what i got out of this whole experience for doing this for a year is that eventually so to answer your question jaren i'm gonna go back to meat someday i don't know when it's gonna be but when i do go back to meat i'm gonna be very cautious of the quality and the grade of meat that i get so fast food for me is out of the picture. I'm not eating fast food meat ever again. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that simply because I know for a fact that it's about the bottom line and the quality of fast food meat is not good. I know that. So I'm not going there. So like for this whole year, I've eaten at like a taco place. I've been to Del Taco. I've been to in and out I talk about in and out all the time. But when I go to Del Taco, I ask them to replace the bean or the meat with beans. So okay. it's beans in there. And, and what do you do? What do you do at In and Out? It's just In and Out Burger. So what do you do there? Right, no patty. So it's called a grilled cheese. It's everything except the patty. Okay. And I swear to you, I don't even notice a difference. Okay. I don't even care not to have the patty. <clears throat> and I've been to other fast food places, and I just don't get the patty. And uh, like I said. The quality of the meat is important. So think about this. This is really a thing where cows are being fed food or corn that's not healthy for them. And they can only eat it for a certain amount of time. And if they continue to eat it for too long, they can get sick and die. So they get these animals fat on this food that isn't real food just to build them up. And they have to slaughter them before a certain time period or they're going to get sick themselves. And so what I'm afraid of is, you know, just think about I don't know what type of work everybody does out there. But just think about people who do work that get to audit it. Think about the way that your job runs when there's no auditors there. And then think about that two week mark before the auditors come, how the job is all about, hey, we need to clean this up. We need to get this together. And they work really hard to get your building together for whatever type of work you do. And then as soon as the auditor leaves, you just go back to the same shit that you used to do. So it was just a big exercise. So I I say that to say this, these different meat slaughterhouses that have the different grades of meat and they're being viewed and judged and audited. 
that's them being audited at their best. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the times that they're not being audited, we don't know what the hell that they're doing in there. And I'm just, I'm scared about eating the fast food meat or even mom and pop shops. Think about this. You go to a mom and pop shop, they're not looking to get the highest quality meat for you. They're getting the meat that's going to give them the best bottom line. What is the meat that I can get a deal for? It's, it's low enough quality that I get a good deal. It's high enough quality that I can butter it up and make it taste good. And so that's my that's what I'm afraid of. So what about like the high-ended places? I mean, that that claim they get fresh fish and that kind of stuff. All right. So like I said, when I do go back to and there's also problems with fish, by the way. I mean, oh yeah i meant to ask you about that first about yeah the listeners the listeners are back there like what about fish though fish ain't all great farm raised fish ain't all that great right right. do you pay attention to that are you are you are you trying to get away from farm farm fish or whatever i'm not as much of a stickler for fish (laughs) right now as far as how you know how the fish was raised although that's a thing that's a whole nother level i gotta start somewhere so i started with the three main meats yeah and so, and, and again, I eat fish sporadically. I don't eat fish every night. That's not like my go-to. Right. I supplement my nutrients with vegetables most of the time. Fish is my, uh, it's like, oh, okay, I'm doing something different. I'll do fish instead of cheating and doing meat. I guess I kind of cheat and do fish. But with that being said, uh, people look at fish and say, yeah, fish can be raised a certain way. And that's very true. So again, it's all about the research that you do and how much research you care to do and when i go back to get back to your original question when i do go back to meat it's not that i gotta eat at the high-end places but i will go to places that are more aware of the type of meats that they buy to say that it's organic or it's farm you know the farm you know these are cage free you know uh cage free chicken you know free roaming chicken Mm -hmm. i would be more careful about Okay, I'm going to this food place. Well, do they at least tell you where they get the meat from? That's a start because that's a bold thing to air your dirty laundry. Like your mom and pop shop around the corner is not going to openly on the menu tell you what kind of meat they're getting you. They're not going to tell you they're getting the degrade meat. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the cheapest. Of course not. Right. So so we'll start there. If I go to a restaurant and I'm going to eat meat. (laughs) I'm going to try to go to places that at least tell me something about the meat that they're feeding me. Okay. So all in all, it's easy to say that we should just choose better places to eat. You know, when we talk about the mom and pop shop serving the, the grade D meats, Hey, well you should just choose better places to eat. But a lot of these listeners out here, a lot of us, we don't think about the type of food that we're putting in our body. And so we definitely aren't choosing the better places to eat. So when you go down to the Chinaman and you get those those two dollar wings, you don't know where that chicken came from. You don't know how dirty that chicken is. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. just just make sure or at least be aware of what you're putting in your body. We hear the athletes with the steroids all the time and they uh they don't know they didn't know that they were eating steroids and the fact is is that the NFL or the NBA, whoever you're playing for, tells you, well, you should be aware of what you're putting in your body. So I want to put that out to the regular people out here like you and I. Uh, we need to know what we're putting in our body. And just and just to make a point, too, there's different levels to this vegetarian thing. So it's easy to get 
vegetarians mixed up with vegans because you think it's the same thing. You think a vegan is is short for vegetarian, but it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. So vegans or total vegetarians is what they call them. They don't eat meat. They don't eat chicken. They don't eat fish or any products derived from animals. That's so that would including be milk. eggs. Yeah. Yeah, that's including eggs, that's including dairy products, that's including gelatin. Because I think gelatin comes from, like, hooves, like, like Some hooves type or of something. pork, pork or, or something. Some, or, or, no, excuse me, pig hooves or something, right? Allegedly. So anyway, vegans, they don't eat no type of meat product or, any, or, or anything coming from an animal. <laughs> that sounds rough. That means no cheese because cheese has milk in it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's rough. All right, so after that, you have the la- uh, the lacto ovo vegetarians, OVO, not Drake. Um, I think it's just pronounced ovo. <laughs> they don't eat meat, fish, chicken, but they do eat eggs and dairy products. All right, so that's a level down from the ve- from the vegans. Then you have the lacto vegetarians. So the ovo is gone. So they don't eat meat. They don't eat chicken. They don't eat fish or eggs. But they do do dairy products. So, all right. That's interesting. So, the lacto-ovo vegetarians, they do do the eggs. But the lacto-vegetarians, they do milk, but they don't do eggs. Got it. All right. And then you got the ovo-vegetarians who don't eat meat, fish, or chicken, or dairy products. But they do do the eggs. So, that's just a flip-flop. And then myself, I would be what's called a partial vegetarian because I avoid meat products, but I do eat fish. And I don't have the stipulations about milk and eggs. So that's a partial vegetarian. So or you, you do eat eggs considered, too? I do eat eggs. Or you can okay. be considered a pesco vegetarian or a pescatarian. Okay. So those are the different levels. People who are vegans, they are hardcore, man. Do you know any vegans? Yeah, um, I actually d- dabbled a little in veganism. Did you? How long did that last that you didn't eat cheese, dog? That's I can see milk, but cheese? That's yeah. rough. So a few years ago, um, this was after I first listened to the Do You audio book. Okay. And I must have listened to it maybe like five times or something, <laughs> like back to back. And it's a long audio book, by the way. And 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 I was like, you know, I was I was taking that medicine, right? You know, basically Russell Simmons was in there talking about um, Buddhism and uh, yoga, and not Buddhism, but he was talking about yoga, and he was talking about uh, being a vegeta- being a vegetarian or a vegan in this case. And so I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do everything to be successful, I need to also listen to these these laws that he was given. You know, it was the that book um was about laws as well. And okay. so um so basically I started doing yoga and I got I was doing the physical part, but then I got really into the spiritual spiritual part of yoga and I listened to the uh, autobiography of a yogi and I was like just heavy into it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop eating meat. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, use any animal products. Even the shoes I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna make sure I'm not wearing leather shoes. You know, everything that Damn, I damn no J's. Yeah, nothing. So he's gonna give up the J's unless they was made out of that mesh or that synthetic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right. Oh 
man. Okay. Or they came out no some threes for you. Yeah. So <laughs> right, no threes for you. So so I I cut out all of that. Um, I started riding my bike to and from work, and I would say, in <clears throat> as far as the cheese thing, um, they have vegan cheese. So they have substitutes for almost everything. So okay. So I know this probably isn't the way you're supposed to do it, but I did rely heavily on those uh, tofu slash, you know, veg, uh, veggie products. Gotcha. So like Boca Burgers or um, Morningstar stuff. Okay. Because I felt like, you know, I'm going to do this, but I got to be able, you know, it's not going to be easy for me because I wasn't really big on vegetables in the first place. Okay. And I so, love vegetables, by the way. So th- it was right up my alley to yeah. make that switch. Yeah. So so for me, I kind of, I mean, after having years of sausage and cheese biscuits, you know, in the morning, <laughs> you know, it, it, I did. I knew it was going to be a shock to me and to my psyche and everything. But I just took it like a day at a time. And I would like just drive by like a McDonald's and be like, that's one more day that I didn't, you know, stop at McDonald's today or whatever. Yep, you know, small victories. Got to celebrate them. And so, and so, I I did go about it, you know, using the the veggie different uh, the different veggie products that they had, and I did eat some salads and stuff. But anyway, um, I did that, man, yeah, probably like six months or so. All uh, right, I lost. <laughs> uh, I probably lost about forty to fifty pounds. Are you serious? I mean, because I was, you know, again, I was riding my bike. I was doing yoga and I was eating right. Gee whiz. And at the same time, I uh, also, I also cut out carbs as well because I was a, uh, well, I'm, I'm diabetic, type 2 diabetic. So I wasn't really eating bread for real. I was cut, I cut them down quite a bit. So instead of like bread slices, I was eating like, uh, like these low carb wraps and stuff. And, um. I did still eat fruit and stuff, but I wasn't eating anything like I used to. Okay. And so, I mean, I felt better. I mean... So you I, noticed that change, although it's, it wasn't just the veganism. You went all the way. Yeah. You went vegan and you were working out and you were, like, riding your bike to work and you cut carbs. Like, you, you, you did it the most. Yeah, I was definitely at the... That was, like, the top shape mentally, physically spiritually that i've ever been in my life i feel i I felt like completely in tune with the world so how did you fall off from that because everything sounded like it was going so well basically i got sick one day i got sick um where i just had like i was just having like some type of stomach issue and i didn't lose weight i think i ended up gaining weight during that week and basically everything just fell apart then. Uh, so that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of the end. Um, plus, okay, so, and then I didn't have that, that support like you had. Um, like you said, your wife was also with it. Like, my wife wasn't. I got. I mean, I had three kids. You know, they wasn't, you know, couldn't change what they were eating. And so right. I didn't, I really didn't have any support either. So it just it just got tough to uh, and then like yeah, I, it makes it yeah. it makes it hard to eat because when you 
Like, just think about this. People who haven't dibbled and dabbled in any type of vegetarianism. When you go, when you're at work and they bring food in, you can just walk in and just get whatever's left over or you can eat those meals. Right. But when you're different, you got to say, hey, I know we're doing a lunch meeting. Can you make sure they have one veggie option? You know what I'm saying? My cafeteria right now at my job is getting remodeled. So we have this pseudo cafeteria like it's it's. It's it's a lot different. It's a lot of cold meals and stuff, or a lot of pre-made stuff that our, our chef makes, you know, at another facility and brings it over. But there aren't a whole lot of options that don't have meat because most people eat meat, so it's just harder to get around. And so when your when your wife or your husband is making dinner and you gotta be different, make mine without meat, they're essentially making two meals, and that can be taxing. I mean, even when you go to fast food joints. A lot of fast food joints are with it now, especially in California, because there's a lot of vegans, vegetarians and such running around. So there's at least one to two options. But it can be hard even just being out and getting something to eat. Yeah. And so so for me, yeah, that was that was definitely kind of difficult uh, when I was doing that. But I think I'm going to try to do some kind of uh, combination of that again um, pretty soon here. Uh, recently, I went and did trap yoga, <laughs> which was basically uh, yoga to uh, trap music, just like it sounds. <laughs> but it was good, though. Like, it's that like, sound like it don't make no damn sense. Because bro. to me, I was a little apprehensive at first when I heard about it. I'm like, yoga's supposed to be about and that's relaxing. the name. Yeah, trap yoga. Backtrack, like back trap yoga. And dude, I thought yoga's supposed to be like spiritual. Like, it just sounds disrespectful. Like, when I think of yoga, I think of the gods and what they would listen to and the type of music I've listened to in Bruh, yoga. No. Look, look, you don't think... Russell Simmons said this in his book. He believes that Jesus would be hanging with the rappers if 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 he was here today. <laughs> and I believe that, too. Look, this. so here's the thing. So here's 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 the hot take on this. Yoga is supposed to be about non-judgment. Right? That's a part of it. You shouldn't be That's judging. That's supposed to be all of you Christianity should, should, you and all these religions. Well, I mean, but the practice of yoga is yoga is not a religion, you know. Um, but you should be like when you're doing like the exercising, you shouldn't be judging things that are happening. You shouldn't be like, oh, this hurts and whatever. You shouldn't you shouldn't be judging anything. So. When I sat there, and luckily for me, as soon as I like pretty much started getting into that zone, because I haven't done yoga in a long time. But when I sat down and I started like trying to get back into that mindset that I used to be in, you know, the first thing that came to mind is, you know, I shouldn't be judging anything. So immediately that took away the music component. And okay. and so then I just kind of got focused on, you know, myself and how I felt. And the hi hats. Right. And I wasn't really tripping off the hi hats. But, you know, <laughs> I was listening to the yoga instructor instructor who's who's who was great by by the way. And I realized this is a normal yoga class. That music means nothing. And I was able to get into it just like I always had been. And and, and it allowed that that class though it allowed a lot more people to get into you know to that yoga to reach a lot more people that it exactly that's have. what i was gonna say 
it's kind of does what like I feel like our power cast does to where people who wouldn't normally read a book by Robert Greene or read that style of book the mm-hmm. way that we present it to the people it's easier for them to accept or easier for them to get into or right. even open their eyes to so people who listen to trap music I don't see them as people who would normally do yoga mm-hmm. overall but when you call it trap yoga it's like yo well I'll try that and then you All get right. in there you get them in the door with the candy and then you feed them the medicine of, of yoga and next thing you know you got some trap yogis yeah, it was, it was definitely a yoga class. There was no doubt about that. So and it was actually pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. And it was good, man. I'm going to keep doing it. And they got another one coming up in the end of March. So I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Trap yoga. That is hilarious. So listeners out there, you need to start searching Yelp to see if there are any Trap yoga classes. Right. Actually, damn, that was an outro right there. This is the podcast for people who... Use Yelp to find a trap yoga class. <laughs> anyway. All right. So you could be listening to anyone in the world right now, but you're listening to us, and we definitely appreciate it. And we got to let you know, as we do every week, Jaron and I have another podcast. It's called The Powercast. And for people who are looking for power, people who may be in a corporate lifestyle, might be in a street lifestyle, you need to take control of your life. So give us a listen. The PowerCast. We're reading the book, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. We read it. We ingest it. We give our interpretation of the book and how we see it applied in life. And we give that to you. The PowerCast is dope. It's only 30 minutes. It's 2017. You need to invest in yourself. It doesn't take that much time. Make your life better. Invest in your life. If you need to get in contact with us, you can find us at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. If you need help handling a situation, drop us an email or hit us on our Twitter at Corp Streets because we are the advice connoisseurs. All right. Like I said, that Twitter handle at Corp Streets, hit us up. And you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets podcast. This is the podcast for people who say they want a healthier lifestyle, so they go vegetarian, but they can't stop eating chicken Roman noodles. Peace. (laughs) Roman noodles, ramen noodles, it's all the same, right? Okay, maybe not. (laughs) The Roman noodles, man, they only be a 17 cent pack. Roman noodles, dog, that is terrible. You gotta be from the Luda North as well. Peace. All right.